0: So hello everyone and welcome those of you listening on the Magnetic Woman Show, the podcast. Thank you. If you're joining me live on Facebook or Instagram, um, today's content is something I'm really, really excited about. So this is a topic that I think in some ways is a little bit edgy um, and it's... Edgy in the sense that it is so deep in our like collective wounding as women and in the feminine that it can feel really confronting for a lot of women. And um, so just bear with me, stay with me. If you feel triggered, if some things come up, I totally understand. I totally get it. So today's topic is that of the holy whore. Yes, you heard me. And I know for those of you have, who have any kind of religious background like I did, the, that those two words together, that phrase, the holy whore, it triggers something inside of us that can, it's just this like mix and, and conflict really of emotions and of feelings because on the surface, those two words are at odds with each other, right, and I know for me growing up attending Catholic school, and I was just talking to a friend this morning, and I was like, you know, it's not only that I attended Catholic school for 10 years, but it's that, like, on both sides of my family, as far back as we can go, like, there are Catholics, right, we're gonna pause for one second here, So we are going IRL behind the scenes right now, and um, <laughs> the dog was going a little crazy at the door, so we had to let him out. Okay, so anyways, the the phrase the the holy whore right it feels in conflict and at odds with each other because for the last at least two thousand years, really fifteen hundred like solidly in Catholic and Christian doctrine we have what is known as the Madonna whore paradigm, right? And the Madonna whore paradigm is the belief system, the structure, the sense that a woman is only one of two things. She's either virginal, the Madonna, and subtext good morally, or she is bad morally, a sinner and a whore. And I've been saying this since I've been doing all of these lives, that one of the best, greatest uh, propaganda, quite frankly, to come out of the patriarchy is when they linked a woman's sexuality and her morality in a way that a woman who was less overtly embodied sexually was then better morally, right? Right. And a woman who was more embodied and sexual and sensual, she was less good or bad morally. So I can't tell you how many women I talk to on a regular basis when we talk about really living more unapologetically, leaning into their edges around pleasure and sensuality. Hi, thanks so much for joining. Um, And really like embodying all of who they are. And it doesn't matter if they're single, if they're in a committed relationship, if they've been married for a long time. And when we talk about like really going in deeper to their own sexuality, their own erotic essence, 99% of the time they have this fear come up of like, well, I don't want to be slutty. I don't want to be too much. I don't want to be bad. And it is so like deeply ingrained in our unconscious. And the irony is, as many of you know, if you've been following me for a while, I love history, I love learning, especially around ancient cultures and religions and spiritual practices, all related to the feminine, that for thousands of years prior to what we like know and see in terms of Western religion now, prior to that sexuality and spirituality and sacredness were one in the same and there were countless cultures and societies that had sacred sexual priestesses so priestesses who were connected to a goddess or a deity um and that goddess or deity typically governed like love sexuality pleasure and those goddesses would be so in tune with their own erotic essence and their own like sacred sexuality and either they would do sacred sexuality practices or it was their own practice or whatever so if we think like Greek and Roman like Aphrodite and Venus they had sacred sexual priestesses right like Isis the lineage of Isis and the priestesses of Isis were sacred sexual priestesses and so when that was fractured historically when it was fractured that for women, spirituality became separate from sexuality. And granted the Catholic church, the Christian faith did it for men and women. Like there was this huge push for celibacy um, for men and women, but then for everybody, like for men and women who were looking for a more spiritual path to become a nun or a priest or whatever, like there was this push for celibacy. But then when talking to people who were living as christians right there was such a huge push to degrade female sexuality right and a lot of it like you can trace all the way back to the creation story with adam and eve right we're told that eve is this like temptress and like she causes the fall of humanity yet we're not taught about lilith adam's first wife who wouldn't submit to him right like we're taught that because eve was this temptress and adam was just like couldn't you know contain himself and had to follow eve's direction All of humanity was doomed and we were then made to suffer as women specifically, right? In the form of childbirth. And so when I say this phrase, the holy whore, like it carries a really deep and potent vibration. It carries a really deep and potent transmission because it's about really reclaiming this essence, and identity within yourself as a woman of your own sacred sexuality. And when I say sacred sexuality, I, what I mean is you don't have to now go study Tantra for the next 20 years and be in constant meditation, but releasing the shame, the judgment, the guilt, the shutdown, the freeze that inevitably you're carrying around in your body. When I talk about sacred sexuality with women and specifically female leaders, what I'm talking about is bringing feminine spiritual principles like unconditional love and acceptance, becoming the queen of the underworld and the shadow, right? Bringing these principles to your sexuality, to your erotic essence, to your desires, to your sensuality, and seeing that element of who you are as a human because it isn't a a natural inherent part of who you are seeing it as also sacred seeing it as also beautiful and a pathway to enlightenment and self-expression and all of these things right but we have to strip back the layers the conditioning the stories the framework that keeps most women shut down feeling shame feeling guilt Feeling not enoughness, fear of being too much when it comes to their erotic essence and their sexuality. So, this is why I've decided to open up a six week container, a sacred container called the Holy Whore. So, it's like reclaiming sacred sexuality, reclaiming the identity of being a quote, fallen woman, bringing back sexuality and morality in a way where the more sexually expressed you are, the better of a person you are, right? And so we're gonna be doing some really incredible work in this space. Um, And I have some really amazing bonuses right now, like early bird pricing through tomorrow night. Um, When you sign up before tomorrow night, you receive a personal deep dive with me over the six weeks. And if you've been thinking about Sovereign, you can sign up for this, use it as part of the deposit for Sovereign, and the Holy Whore will be included in Sovereign. Either you'll get it when you sign up for Sovereign and be able to go through live with us, or you'll get it um, to, as like pre-work for the program. So this isn't something like completely off the charts with what we've already been talking about and all of you who've been thinking about, feeling into um, really like sitting with the idea of sovereign this is a great way to start and for the women who are like sovereign isn't for me right now but i want something this is the perfect space so we're starting in a week and a half um it's going to be six weeks so like the rest of june through july we're going to have a weekly deep dive call where i'm going to take you through content and rituals and practices So there's going to be six of those. There will be three. So every other week, like just Q&A, touching base calls, it's going to be a small intimate group. Um, So we'll have support and connection in between, probably on Facebook and in like a small private Facebook group. So when I talk about the holy whore, right, there are, again, there's so many women throughout history, and for me, the one I always end up coming back to is Mary Magdalene, because I grew up attending Catholic school and learning in the 90s, despite the fact that this was debunked back in the 60s, right? I believe it was the Vatican II Council was like, oh, yeah, by the way, you know that whole thing that we've been saying, Mary Magdalene's a prostitute? She's not. We actually made that up. A Pope made it up back in like the 400s because, you know, he basically hated women. So he like made up this whole thing. So we're not, we're just gonna like kind of leave it. But she wasn't, and not only was she not a prostitute, but she was actually like the best and most favorite apostle. And like, mm, we'll just kind of, um, we'll just kind of, like, change our minds, but, like, you know, whatever, keep teaching whatever you want to teach, so there I was in the 90s in grade school learning that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute, a fallen woman, so sinful, so dirty, all of these things, right, it was like pretty loaded and very clear as a child. Like you did not want to be that. You wanted to model yourself after the blessed mother, the virginal one, the one who was what again we're taught or shown in Christianity, like not embodied, right? Not really human in a lot of ways. Um and then what probably eight years ago when I started really doing a lot of learning and research into the divine feminine, all of these things. And I learned like, yeah, no, not only was Mary Magdalene not a prostitute, but she was a priestess from the ISIS lineage. She was a sacred sexual priestess. She was not just the most loved apostle, but like Jesus's feminine counterpart and partner. And to me I felt so resonant with her as an archetype with an and as an energy because basically all of the shadow of the feminine like or all of the darkness and the um heaviness that was pinned to the feminine was pinned onto her specifically, right? And yet she remained, she remained this like steadfast figure despite 1500 years of basically misinformation being spread about her. And so I really, really resonated with, and still very much resonate with her as an archetype as an energetic transmission and imprint and all of that good stuff but so when I think about like this six-week container it really is about inviting you in to this like sacred temple-like space where we will learn about the histories of sacred sexual priestesses holy whore that entire concept we will really dive into the shadow the Um, the wounding that we've received, that we've taken on about our own self-expression, erotic essence, sexuality, We're going to learn about how to use pleasure as a healing modality, how we're going to weave pleasure into all aspects of our life. We're going to talk about what does it mean to be like a modern day, quote unquote, holy whore, sacred sexual priestess, woman who holds her sexuality and divinity on the same plane. Then how does that translate to your relationships, specifically romantic or partnerships? And how does that translate to your leadership? So this six weeks is going to be incredible. I would love to have you in this space. So I've already added the link to Facebook, to Instagram. If you're listening to this on the podcast, it's below in the show notes, but it's themagneticwoman.com backslash the holy dash a w h r e. Obviously I can't spell out the word whore. So again, this is just really reiterating and reinforcing the need for this work. I can't write these words on the internet and have people see this content, you know? I also have this whole thing for me about really reclaiming the words slut and whore and harlot and all of these words that, again, we've been told and taught are things we don't want to be called or we've called other people or women or been like, I don't want to be that thing and really reclaiming it from a space of embodied feminine leadership and embodied feminine power. So I would love to have you in this six week immersion. Again, if you're thinking about Sovereign, this is going to be pre-work, whether you do it live with us or you do it when you sign up at a later date. If you have any questions, let me know, but you want to make sure that you sign up before tomorrow night so that you get the early bird pricing and you get that deep dive with me. Um, I'm going to be talking a lot more about this over the next week and a half, obviously. And again, if you have any questions, please, please, please let me know. But the biggest thing that I want you to take away from today's live, from today's content is really starting to look at what if you saw your erotic essence, sensuality, sexuality, full sexual expression as sacred, as divine as a way to interface with the divine, as a way to honor the divine, what would change? What would be different? And if you want to dive in deep, please come on over. All right, my loves. I'll see you soon.